What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode number 33 of Mentally Gone Conversations. My name is Callie Lacerda, and this is the version of the podcast where I sit down with locally sourced creatives and locally sourced human beings and people who I find interesting, people who I find dope. And today's no different because today sitting across from me is... I'm Gabriel Korea. Yo, yo. Gabriel Korean. He's a Korean Gabriel. So there are multiple different forms of Gabriels out there, but he's the Korean version, right? I'm the Brazilian version. Brazilian, Um, yeah. Yeah. Good to be here, bro. Thanks for having me. So uh, you said that when we when we first got into the studio, you said that you felt a little bit nervous. Do you feel any better now? Oh, I mean, yeah, I feel a lot better now. We've been talking already for like almost an hour, I think. Right. Right. We had a mini podcast before the show even started. Uh, we just went off the rails talking about a bunch of stuff, which I'm sure we'll talk about again during this episode at some point. But yeah, man, it's um, it's pretty cool. It, it's pretty cool having like people who I haven't met yet on the show because I feel like something happens during the podcast where it's it's just different. Like it's almost as if we experienced something different together if that Mm -hmm. makes sense like um people bond over hardships and like people who go through certain things like they always establish like a stronger bond versus just like meeting each other and just talking it up or whatever but doing a thing together where like this is your episode it's not my episode like this is gabriel's episode so we're going to talk about stuff that you want to talk about it's going to be more about what you have to say to the world and so i feel like it'll be fun you know to like kind of see like where this podcast takes us if that makes sense yeah i mean also it's the first time we're meeting so we right we have a lot of we should have a lot of stuff to talk about because you know we never did and with that being said uh that's the episode guys thanks for listening Uh, (laughs) (laughs) imagine like the the shortest uh podcast interview ever i don't know if you've seen that guy on on youtube but he does the shortest album reviews it's like 10 seconds long. Literally every single review is 10 seconds. No. And it has like hundreds of thousands of views because he like he was the first one to ever do that. Mm. Because I don't know if you know about, um, uh, I forgot his name. I think it's Anthony Fantano, the bald guy with the glasses. He's like a music nerd. Maybe if I see him. You, he's on you've, TikTok? you've probably seen him. Yeah. He's like a bald guy with glasses. But he does like these like in-depth, you know, um, sometimes an hour-long review of a certain album and then this dude just comes on and then he's like i like i like what kendrick lamar did with this one uh it's like this and this and this and that and then it just ends and then everybody's just like watching and raving and commenting and just it's like the easiest job ever i feel i don't know i don't remember but maybe i scrolled past him i don't know look i'm gonna show you uh a tiktok of this guy or at youtube you've definitely seen this guy right i think so bro uh, he doesn't look too like too familiar. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think maybe I don't think I've seen any of the videos. Yeah, so I I've seen a few of his videos, and that's just a, like an interesting concept. Is that nowadays you can do anything as long as it's like a, a little bit different, and you make it your own. Which is what I want to segue into. By the way, is the content that you create, which I find hilarious, and we were talking about it off camera. Appreciate that. But I don't know how many of you guys are fans of podcasts. Uh, not podcast of comedy and we were talking about our favorite comedians and their podcasts and stuff but what made you like get into the 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 comedic content that you've been putting out i don't want to call myself a comedian bro first of all i I, I appreciate you but it's gabriel comedian uh korea is just like french for for like comedian or something right Uh, it's mostly like i don't know um i think 
I did mostly like pranks so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, bro. I don't know how I came up with that idea. I'm just thinking like, I want to make something happen. I see everybody doing stuff online. Like, I feel like I got something. Right. But I was just trying. I was just trying something out, and um, yeah, some of the videos like, they're up on my TikTok at Gabe for you. Gabe Gabe for you on TikTok and also Gabe for you on Instagram too, right? Instagram, Twitter. You guys can follow me. Do you feel that that there's this like gold rush right now when it comes to content creation? It's like so many opportunities that people just like you said, like people who realize that there's like this opportunity and there's this like tender moment that if you take advantage of it, you'll reap the benefits and the fruits, which is what I think happened to this podcast a little bit is where like we tried to get in at the time where we felt everybody was consuming content on TikTok. You know, it was at the at the height of covid you know people mm-hmm. are at home people are consuming content all the time people don't really leave the house anymore and so tiktok blew up like crazy do you think that there's like this gold rush yeah so i almost felt like i was almost like too late like i feel like it's like so right. saturated there's so many people trying like i almost feel like sometimes there's like too much content and not enough people to watch but that's definitely not true you know there's it's always gonna not. be um a lot of room for people to come in and do their own thing right and that that's very true because I recently saw this like uh, study, I think, where it was saying that people nowadays, like they look at YouTube and they think that Mr. Beast is like the guy who's getting all the views, you know, because his videos get like hundreds of millions, oh, yeah. billions of views. But then they were comparing his amount of views versus the amount of people on YouTube. And he's like, even him, like he's just like a small fraction. Less than 1%, I bet. Small like, fraction. It's yeah. like his his um, audience are very devoted and very uh, loyal to him, but there's still like this this huge untapped market filled with like niche content, niche channels, people talking about very specific things, people who create a whole channel off of pens, you know, like there are people like that out there, people who talk about cof- coffee cake cups or whatever and like rate them and like measure them and like talk about them on camera. So like that's what's like fascinating about content to me is that there's literally no end mm-hmm. to like potential, you yeah. know? And if you're going down the comedic route, I think that you're already doing it great. Um, I think that what you're what you've managed to like tap into, I think I don't know if it's true to who you are because because we just met, but I like to believe it is because it comes off as organic for like a, a person who doesn't know you. And I just think that it's a very good profession to go down, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, like you asked me like how, what made me like think of like start doing that. Um I think as ever since I was little, like I always like thought about like making videos. Like mm-hmm. I thought that I could be potentially funny yeah. um, online. Um, but yeah, one day I just I just decided like I'm over here like picking up passengers on Uber. I was like, right, right. I don't have that much time, so I maybe I should just try to do it right here. So I put a camera up and then I started doing like a little bit of pranks. And and how does that work after the fact? Like, do you have to get their consent or do you like do you have to disclose that you're filming or like how does that work so i don't know how it's supposed to work <laughs> but um you're I just think, like i hope they never find yeah me. <laughs> yeah i hope they see themselves online no yeah. i think um i mean i should tell them right um but i think there were uh, probably a few that went up that i didn't have the balls to tell them afterwards because right. i'm so like most of the time i'm so embarrassed bro like i don't once this person <laughs> leaves my car like i don't want them to see me ever again you just speed off it's yeah. just fucking yeah um but yeah most of the most of the times that i i posted the videos like i told them like hey i was just recording is just for a prank is it cool to yeah. put it up mm-hmm. um yeah 
do you see yourself um, like scaling it into a profession or do you just see it as something that you're just experimenting with? Like, what's your relationship with creating videos? Um, honestly, bro, like when I took off, I was like when I first started, I was like, this is because I, I was posting like pretty frequently, like mm -hmm. um, like uh, two or three a week. Um, but then I started slowing down. I don't know what happened. Like, I think I started like um I was like busy with a lot of stuff like uh work and stuff so I slowed down a little bit but I got to get back on that horse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I feel like just like you said before we started recording I think how a lot of people including myself like we start this thing and we create a video that we're very proud of personally because it's ours like it's our little baby that we just created. And then we share it with the world thinking like, oh, it's just a matter of a few more of these and I'll already mm -hmm. be famous. I'll already grow and blow up on TikTok, which is a huge misconception, by the way, is that people think that TikTok is this like easy mm -hmm. to like blow up platform because a lot of people have done it quickly. But it's definitely not the case. Like yep. it's like it like it's a grind. It's like, a grind. You have to keep yeah. We were talking it. about it um, before. Like I thought when I first started, I thought I was going to be I thought it was going to be like boom, boom, boom. I'm going to make. Mm -hmm. a few videos like even if i put out 10 20 one of them is gonna take yeah. off and then from that one i'm gonna have all these followers which was not the case like yeah. it never happened like none of them actually like blew up like that um so i think that probably played a part in me like slowing down and like lost a little bit of confidence but right like we were talking about how you did your stuff like you ran it out for a few months right when you yeah. started out you had like only a few hundred views until eventually like you just keep grinding keep grinding keep putting stuff out there yeah eventually you're going to connect to more people and but i think that what you're saying has truth to it but i just think that the number might be like a hundred because i feel like if you set that expectation to like a hundred videos and that's i think it's a rule of thumb too in one of those like self-help books i forget which one but they say that you should do a hundred videos of like anything that you're trying to go down. So if you're trying to get into gaming, if you're trying to get into comedy, podcasting, whatever, do a hundred episodes, a hundred pieces of content. And then if you don't have one that sticks and that gets like some traction, then maybe give then up. It, then it's time to like reevaluate, mm -hmm. not necessarily give up, but then like reevaluate, see what you're doing. Try Are you just different. like trying to copy someone else who does the same thing? Are you doing it exactly like they are? Then that's the reason why it's like, why would they come to you if they already get it from this person that's already famous? True. So it's like, what can you offer type of thing? But I, but I feel like once you get past those like speed bumps kind of, you know, of just feeling like unmotivated because it didn't blow up, which, which we've gone through, like me and my girlfriend, like we've gone through that a lot where we've dropped the podcast for like months on end because we were putting all this effort in and trying to make it funny and trying to make it, you know, nice and whatever. And then just nothing happening. Yeah. You know, and, and it's countless hours just editing, sitting down, editing, figuring out YouTube algorithm, figuring out thumbnails, figuring out everything, you know, trying to put it all together to like create this thing. And then you're just like, fuck, like I just wasted my time. Yeah. I also like, I'm really like self-critical. I feel like <laughs> me too. So, um, like, I'll post a video or before anything, I'll ask my friends right before I post a video and be like, yo, is this funny? Mm -hmm. And um, I'll ask like a rating, like give me uh, one to 10. How funny is this? And my yeah. boys will usually be like, yeah, it's a nine. Or they'll be honest with me. Like, yeah. yeah, this one's not, this one's not it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But then the thing is, it's like, it's also like I'm trying to be funny in the videos. So they're supposed to be funny. So you're watching something over and over again. Yeah. Like I'm editing it. And then by the time I go to post it, it's like, 
is this really funny? Like, I'm not laughing at it. Like, should I, is it Anymore even worth it? Anymore because you've already watched it a hundred times. Yeah, it's that too. And then, like, once you post them up, I post them up on my page. Like, I'll look back at, like, an old video that I've seen. I'm like, but it's that. Like, I've already seen it so many times. I'm like, I'm not right. always going to laugh at it. But then I watch the video. I'm like, I kind of want to delete this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I don't know if you get that too. A hundred percent. And and I get that more than you'd imagine because of just, because like now people have this perception that like, oh, like I know exactly what I'm doing, even doing these like episodes with like guests and stuff and being a host and just doing a podcast. It's like a lot of pressure and just anxiety that comes from not the outside world, but a lot of times from myself because I would like beat myself up. For example, on the last episode that I did with, with on the last episode that I did with, with, with um, Ferdinand, um, I didn't feel like I was a hundred percent my like a hundred percent there. It's like I felt like I was in my head a lot because it was the first episode back, you know, mm -hmm. after a long time without having guests on. I felt like I was um, stuttering a lot, which I do either way, um, stutter. I'll like you know just ramble on words and stuff. But it's just like it's always the self critic. It's like there's no reason for me to feel that way. There's no reason for me to be nervous. There's no reason for you to be nervous. There's no reason for anything. Cause everybody's going to die eventually, you know, like, and like, that's what I've been like meditating on actually, which sounds kind of weird, but it works where it's like, if you think that way, it's like, everybody's going to die. You're yep. going to die. I'm going to die. Everybody, you know, everybody who criticizes you, who you think is criticizing you, everybody's just going to be buried or cremated eventually. And yeah. then, and then once you realize that it's like, I'm just gonna do it. Like fuck it, I don't care anymore. And, and then also, like when you're, like you're about to post that video, like you're thinking like every like this is all about me. Everybody's uh, paying attention to me right now. When yeah. at the end of the day, it's like they're kind of just like it's just a video for them. They're gonna see it. They're exactly. gonna laugh or not. I'm like, ah, this was lame. But to us, it's like, oh my god, everybody's yeah. paying attention to this thing right now that I'm doing. Like yeah. I, it better be like super good, you know? Yeah. It's not the case. It's like, it's not that big of a deal to everybody else as it is to you. And I think that that's the ego, mm -hmm. you know, it's like our ego making us bigger than we, than we actually are for good or bad. And then it's that idea of like feeling like you're on stage mm -hmm. and then everybody's trying. And also, I don't know if you feel this, but I feel that right now, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> spotlights on you and stuff yeah. uh, just freeze. If anything, just just freeze. And then we'll pretend that, you know, it's buffering or whatever the fuck. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you feel this way, too, but I I've never done good in school. Mm. So like growing up, I've I've like failed math plenty of times. Physics, I was never good with numbers. The only uh, class I was good I was good in was philosophy because I've always been good at just like improvising and just having these thoughts and then trying to like create chains. You didn't and have just philosophy in high school. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. Like where? In Brazil. Oh, in Brazil. Okay. Yeah, Brazilian high school, and I've said this like a few episodes back. It's probably been a while, but um, Brazilian high school is a million times oh, more, more hardcore than oh, yeah. American ones. Hundred percent. We have like a like oh like it's crazy like the the culture there because everybody's trying to be a doctor mm. so like that's the main culture in brazil it's either uh medical school lawyer or engineer so it's like these like three hardcore things that you have to study like crazy and so everybody's just studying like crazy professors are just vomiting everything that they possibly can so so anyways i don't know if you feel this but i dropped out of college out of out of community college more more specifically and then i had to kind of like force myself to figure out my life and i feel like that adds more pressure oh, so much, yeah. to like content creating because like then everybody looks at you like who's this loser 
Like, why don't you fucking get a job, dude? Like, yeah. go get a real job. Yeah. You know, like, go, like, go get a job that has healthcare benefits, that has scalability, that you can, you know, eventually become the manager and then, and then the owner of that shop or of that, whatever the fuck. So I get, like, I feel that in the back of my head, even though now things are finally paying off, in, both monetarily, both, um, both, like, viewer-wise and stuff. Like, we're you doing... deserve it, bro. Appreciate it, appreciate it. But but it's like it's still surreal though. But like my point is, it's always it's always gonna be there though. It's like now you have to prove to yourself, to your parents, to your friends. Because I have friends who just graduated from like medical school that I went to school with. So they went down that path and they focused, and now they're gonna make a shit ton of money doing like being doctors and shit. But then I and then I compare myself to them a lot. I'm like ah, but like am I gonna ever amount to anything? Who knows. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's not always just about the money either, right? It's not, it's not. Like, and plus, like, their profession, like, they can only make so much money, I feel like, you know, as a yeah. doctor, a lawyer, you're not going to make, like, you're not ever going to make, like, a million dollars a year unless you, like, own your own practice and, like, you're, and you're really like busy. you're, like, a plastic surgeon. Yeah, yeah or, like, something like that. But with, like, what you're doing now, I feel like you can reach the stars, bro. Scale like, there's no yeah. limit. Yeah, and it's, that's one of the things that really appeals to me about this is that, like, this this could become like a passive thing too. So if you have like a, like a few pieces of content that go viral, they'll continue going viral in perpetuity in the background. So it's almost like this like passive income also. So it's, it's a very stable business, which is what I think a lot of people also misinterpret and have this like misconceived perception of it is that like, Oh, like content creators have to always have hits and hits, but as you do it and as you create this catalog and this brand of like Gabe, and then, and then people will just go back to your older videos and that'll generate clicks and then you'll get paid, you know, like through YouTube or through TikTok or whatever. So Yeah, I was going to ask, like, because I really, like, I like put up a few of those videos, but, like, I don't know how, like, I never made any money from it or not right, even close right. to anything like that. So I'm wondering, like, what's, like, what's the best um, to start out? Like, let's say nobody knows who you are in terms of, like, because I hear, like, TikTok is good to, like, generate, like, traffic so that, like, yeah. you're people can like see your face and see your videos but i heard it's not maybe i'm wrong it's not so good for money right nope i hear youtube's the best for money is that right youtube is the spot to do it yeah yeah which is what we're trying to do now is slowly but surely transition and just pour more of our eggs into the youtube basket sorry ah it's just like coffee burps all the time cut that out yeah yeah just like freeze um but uh youtube is the best one because it's more stable and they actually pay you what you're worth if that makes sense like my my video that did 30 something million views on tiktok i think i made like a little over a thousand dollars for 30 something that's not million. wow you would expect at least like 10k or or maybe like 25k or something like that wait is it like a minute video it was a little longer actually it was like a like maybe two minute video or like something like that but then youtube if you do the same numbers like 33 million same views, length video yeah like same length video maybe you'll make 25k 50k what yeah oh my god so it's like it's completely different game but it's also harder to grow so like we've grown instagram and tiktok pretty well um, Spotify pretty well and then now we're trying to do YouTube but we're stuck at like 13k subs mm. so it's like it's a slower grind so like that'll take like a few years to do yeah. you make money per subscriber too or no so the way YouTube works is that you make money off of the uh, joined the conjoined amount of views that your channel gets mm. so it's per views per channel 
So if you have like one video that's constantly viral and always generating clicks, then that one will be the the heavy hitter for your monthly revenue. And then the more videos you put out too, which people don't really understand, but like that's the beauty of YouTube, is that if you put out like a hundred videos that have that get ten views each, that's a thousand views for your channel. So a thousand views could already generate a few bucks.、Mm -hmm. So the more content you put out and the more views you get per content, the more it adds up, and then and then per month you get paid that amount. So you just want to be putting up as much content as possible, as frequently as possible. As many videos,、uh, quality videos, preferably, which is what adds to the whole stress of like you know like dedicating all that time because it takes a lot of time to like export it and then upload it and then. Come up with a thumbnail that people will click on. You you also have to play the whole search engine optimization, the SEO game, which is、um, basically putting keywords so that when when people search、mm. you up, like you'll pop up at the top. Right. And so like that's a whole game, and then you have to like figure that out. And so it's like it's a lot of being self-taught, but also learning everything on YouTube. Like you can learn everything you want to any. Part of your life on YouTube, which is beautiful. Yeah, bro, it's amazing. Like,、yeah. literally anything you need. Like, I used it the other day. I was trying to figure out how to put my girl's, oh, my daughter's, like, car seat. Yeah, yeah. And it was already like put together, and it wasn't supposed to, so I had to take it apart.、I、didn't know how to take it apart. I'm like flipping that thing, and then I see it, like eight second video. YouTube. Click a button. Yeah.、Oh. Like, and it's like, oh, okay. And that's for everything. Like, yeah. Use it for everything. It's nuts. Speak of your daughter.、Uh, how does it feel being a dad? Um, feels great, bro. It's. Crazy, like、um, I don't know how to explain it. it just feels really good. Like、um, you always have that. In, like you always have her in the back of my mind. Like、right. you know, going through my day, and then I'm always thinking, like, can't wait to give her back home and see her. She's only a week old, so、That's、I'm still getting、man. used to being a dad. It's like almost like I don't completely feel like a dad yet because、mm -hmm. it's like so new. Yeah, but the love is crazy. Like something I never experienced before. Definitely the best experience of my life when she was born. Crazy. I can only imagine. And first of all, I just want to say this on air, and I don't think I said it in person, but congratulations because it's a huge deal.、Yeah. Um, I can't even begin to imagine.、Um, I plan feel on like having kids. I do plan on having kids, but at the same time, I'm like just kind of like scared、mm -hmm. and just frightened because it's such like a delicate thing, you、yeah. know, that you're you're bringing into the world, and then you have to like do everything you can to like maybe. Try like not try to protect it from the world, but try to you know like、oh, yeah. grow it in this crazy world that that we live in. But I do want to have kids for sure. Yeah, I I recommend, but don't <laughs> do it like me. It. Yeah,、uh, like we you know obviously she wasn't like we weren't we didn't plan it.、Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so it was like a surprise to us, but you know it was a good surprise. Yeah, for sure. Do you do you think that? You'll you'll like use her as like a motivation to like. Run after your dreams even more. In yeah, life that's、now. the thing. Like, I feel like now the pressure is on. You feel me? Right, right. So now I'm like, I gotta do whatever it takes. Like before, I was just kind of like going like, with、yeah. the flow. Like I'll get by. You know, I just、yeah. gotta make rent here. But now it's like now I gotta provide. Yeah. Um, and for my girl, we plan on marrying her, obviously too.、Mm -hmm. like, like it was just like it was not nothing on schedule.、Mm -hmm. Um, but now it's like everything completely flipped. Like now. Now the pressure's on. I gotta get after this money. Like, gotta、yeah. look for like a career path. It's like it's a lot, but it's good. Like, I I I like the that it's like the pressure's on now because now it's like a wake up call. You mean? And I feel like a lot of people need that too because whether, I definitely needed it. Yeah. Right. And, and I was too comfortable. A lot of people are too comfortable, and whether they 
get that pressure and that you know like that like like that fire under their ass through maybe like getting depressed or maybe losing a loved one or having a child so like it's always that thing that a lot of the great people of this world like they've all gone through that mm -hmm. where it's like all of a sudden it's like there's an extra mouth to feed and now you have to like pursue like there's no excuses there was actually a conversation i had with my girl i was like babe like I, it was like through covid i feel like everything was just like slow down like mm -hmm. nothing's going on everything stopped and i'm just like sometimes i almost feel like something needs to happen for me to like wake up right and in my head it used to be like you know hopefully it's not like a tragedy or anything mm -hmm. but i don't obviously not asking for a tragedy to happen to me but like you said sometimes like it's something like that happens and it triggers that and thankfully for me it was a blessing it was a good thing good yeah, thing yeah. yeah because um i feel like especially through covid I don't know if you've dealt with a lot of deaths, but I've had to like go through a lot of deaths of, of like friends and like close relatives and stuff. And just like receiving that news that that person died of COVID and that that person just died of complications of breathing and like all that stuff. That was like a huge wake up call for me. It was like, holy shit, you know, like, and that's when it kind of started. I think it was at the height of COVID where I just began meditating on this idea of death, you know, and just always thinking about it. But like not in like a weird suicidal way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can relate to that. But in a way of like urgency, you know, it 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 should motivate you. It's just this idea of um, like we don't know what's going to happen an hour from now. Mm hmm. Like, God forbid, but like, we don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows anything. We, we always also live life in this way where it's like, we expect to be 80 years old someday. And a lot of people live that way. And so they live comfortably thinking like, oh, like I still have a lot of time. Mm. I'm still in my early twenties. I'm still in my mid twenties. I'm still in my early thirties, forties, fifties. And so I have a lot of time left. I have this and that, but then it just hits you like things just could you know just derail and go off track yeah you said you were like thinking a lot about death and stuff but are you like how do you how, what's your relationship with that like are you scared of death are you more comfortable with it now like i'm not scared of death honestly yeah i feel like and this is fucked up to say but i was talking to my girlfriend about this but i feel like if i were to go or if i received news that i had like a finite amount of time i would probably go gracefully Mm. like just accept it so you've made pretty much peace, made with, peace it. with it yeah because because i think that there's no point in fearing it you know mm -hmm. and one of my favorite quotes it's a latin term i think i think it's latin but it's uh memento mori which is remember that you sh you too shall die and like a lot of ancient philosophers they would always recite that phrase and just always remind themselves because like that's the the root of existence it's like the irony of life is that the inevitable, the the one inev inevitable thing that we all share is just death. Mm -hmm. So True. so it doesn't matter. The one thing that kind of gives me a lot of anxiety is the idea of like whether or not there's an afterlife. So I, so I'll like start thinking about that, and then I'm I'm like kind of like having like a mini panic attack, thinking about what if everything's just black and then I just don't exist. Because mm -hmm. if you think about it, that's what happens before you were born. Mm -hmm. You were technically dead. Mm -hmm. So That's there was nothing yeah. before you were born. And so that makes no sense. <laughs> who's to say that there's going to be anything after you die? Yeah. But hopefully there is. Hopefully spirit, like the spiritual world, heaven is real. Hopefully. If you had to bet, you would say there's something or nothing. Uh, that's a good question. I like to believe that there is something because I like to believe that I'm very in tune spiritually. And 
I'm not going to say that I communicate with like spirits and shit because I don't, but I like to feel, yeah, there's like three around here right feel now. Like there's like a weird energy when you say that. There's one sitting over there behind you. Um, I see them all the time, talk to them. Um, <laughs> but I do like to feel that there's like something more. It's like a spiritual thing, you know? So I do think that there's something after. Yeah. I find it really, really like that's one thing that I think about a lot. I think it's very hard to for this to just be it, like just this right here, right. Like just your life. And then you die and then it's just pitch black. And then I think like we transcend, man. I think it's like this is just we're just here like this is our we're here with our bodies. Mm -hmm. But I think our consciousness consciousness lives on. To, I don't have no idea where or what, but. I'm sure um, it's not just this right here. Right, because if you think Can't about be. how the universe is infinite in like nature, right? So it and people say that uh, we humans are just the universe experiencing itself in the human mm. form, and so if that's the case, then we just go back to the universe essentially. But I feel like even before we we were born, I feel like we do have recollections of maybe like a past life and stuff, and maybe that's why people have a lot of deja vus and like people experience the these like moments where they like remember something or feel like they've gone through something. You get a lot of those? They I get a lot I of those. I get a lot of those too. Yeah. Like what the fuck is that bro? Yeah, and I can Some never people think it's it. like dreams like that they've had. Um, sometimes it feels like that to me. Sometimes it actually feels like, hold on, I've been through this. Like mm -hmm. this exact moment, this happened already. Sometimes you can almost like predict like what's about to right. happen next, right? Right, yeah. That's nuts to me. It happens to me all the time, but I don't know where that comes from. Yeah, I don't know where it comes from, but... I do like to believe that th like everything's infinite, just like you said. And then maybe we just go back to the universe and maybe we reincarnate. We just become the cyclical be. nature, you know, like, and then, and then we, because one thing that, that fascinated me recently, I was reading this article that talked about near death experiences and like people who almost experience death and then, and then they come back from it. So they're like clinically declared dead for like a few seconds and then they come back. And they all share this story that has this like common denominator, which is that this entity, this being, some call it Jesus, some call it a Hindu goddess, some call it a being of light, depending on what their background is culturally and, and what the religion is that they grew up with around. Like that's usually what they gravitate towards. But it's always this being that communicates with them during those little seconds mm -hmm. and, and, and tells them that the uh, meaning of life is as corny as it is to say, is to learn to love all things unconditionally. That sounds so cliche, but so true. So cliche and yeah. simple, right? Like it's such a simple thing. It's like, oh, like love thy neighbor. It's like we've like heard it countless times. Our parents tell us all the time. But if you think about that, like that's exactly the, like the only purpose I can take out of this world of this experience has to revolve around like the social aspects mm -hmm. of it so like communicating with other people i don't think any of it is like um you know like getting a house on the hills yeah and like buying a ferrari of course not yeah like those are like all man-made constructs that we convince ourselves but i think it's like it's something spiritual like that it's like connecting with two people which is one of the reasons ironically why i like doing this podcast with guests it's because like like something happens at this table that after an hour two hours or whatever it's just like something happened. It's like, it's just communicating. It's just like free flow of consciousness. It's like connecting, like something's connecting right now as, as crazy and hippie as that sounds, but. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't know. Do you believe in God? I believe in God, yeah. Um, I find it really hard to believe that we're just like here as like a mistake. That's the thing, like, yeah. like, dude, we have like 
functioning organs like everything's perfect too I, yeah like i just had my little daughter and i'm thinking about her like she has like a, she came out of my girl like we just created life right like she wasn't here and now she's here like how can that's like like it's literally a miracle right like yeah like we don't know how we did it but you know what i'm saying like it yeah. just happened so it's like there's got to be a creator for sure now i don't know if god is um like god according to the bible or but it's definitely a higher power that yeah. created us for sure like we couldn't have just been a mistake like that yeah. doesn't make any sense to me at all that's probably the the thing that would trip me out the most or that that will trip me out the most when i do have kids of my own but it's it's the idea of like creating a conscious being mm -hmm. it's like you just created consciousness mm -hmm. You and your girl, obviously, because it takes two to tangle, but you you and your girl created this being that now has a consciousness that will go throughout like through life. And it like it like it's just wild to me. Like just like you said, like it can't be a mistake, you know? And then if you think about how everything functions in our body without us even having to worry about it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like everything's like perfectly running. Your heart does its own thing, your brain does its own thing. A lot of our bodies is like perfectly symmetrical, you know, like everything's like a perfect port, like proportion or whatever you call it in math. Again, I suck at math, but it's just, I don't know, but I don't think any religion got it right though. Mm. And, and, and like, that's what I think kind of, you know, it's like, I, I don't think any of them got it hundred percent right. Maybe one got close to it, but I don't know if any of them got it right. I, did you grow up, um, like with your family have yeah. like a certain religion? What is it? Christian? my whole family is hyper i don't i don't i honestly don't know what the difference between christianity and and catholicism is like, um do you know what the difference is i just always get them mixed up i think as far as i know the only difference is like christians don't worship like they uh, they both saints. followed yeah like saints and they uh, both uh follow god and jesus uh, but i think but that's the thing like i always grew i grew up christian right mm -hmm. so it's like everything in the bible makes it's a lot of like knowledge that like if you yes. read the bible and you live your life by what the bible is saying you're gonna 100 percent live a great uh prosperous life right right you know what i'm saying so it's like whoever wrote it um even if you don't think it's god if it was like god or whatever um they had some like crazy amount of knowledge yeah that they had to get it from somewhere yeah but the only thing that like holds me back from that is that like it's like a book that's written like thousands of years ago right and you know it's been passed down and translated yeah and you know pages have been knows? ripped out exactly because yeah. that's the thing i think the catholic bible and the christian bible is also different i think uh i think everything uh, in the christian bible is in the catholic bible but i think it's no, I'm, I'm not sure about that i think it's everything that's in the christian bible is in the catholic bible but the catholic bible has more books Mm, okay yeah yeah or is it because it has like more saints probably yeah yeah no so i it think that's sense. i said that right yeah. yeah yeah so my family is catholic then because they celebrate they they do a yearly uh yearly large party that celebrates uh the three saints fuck i forgot the name uh the three kings that that took presents to jesus or whatever mm -hmm. you know what i'm trying to say it's it's the three kings that uh followed the stars and then and then they went towards jesus and then jesus was an infant and then they like gave him presents and stuff so so like they create this party and this 
huge you know gathering where they celebrate these three kings and so i'm guessing that they're catholic because like these three kings are considered like saints i guess um but i also went to a catholic school in brazil and so we were taught to always pray every morning um always like worship the the saint that was responsible for founding that specific school so it's always been like this hyper-religious background, which ironically resulted in me being agnostic, which is not subscribing to any religion, mm -hmm. but at the same time believing that there's a higher power. Yeah, but I think I'm somewhere like around there too. I, um, like I said, I grew up Christian. So like, dude, like when something's like, something's going wrong, like I pray to God and I pray right. to Jesus. Right. Because I think that like, that's who I grew up with. But I still have like my questions. There's like a lot of things in the Bible that like don't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Like the whole concept of like, um, cause we're born with free will, right? Mm -hmm. But the Bible says if you die in sin, you go to hell. First of all, it says you go to hell and you burn in hell for eternity. Yeah, that right that's kind of harsh right there. Dude. How does that, like, how, how can you burn in hell for eternity? I can't give wrap me, my head around that. Give me one more chance, you know? Yeah. Like, so it seems like a, like something too harsh for like somebody who created you, yeah. um, in the first place to do so. I don't necessarily subscribe to that idea. I don't know if it was like, maybe it was like a uh, misinterpreting translation or whatever, or yeah. I don't know. The main thing for me too is exactly what you said about how this book has been passed down through generations and through like different iterations of society, of governments, of kings, of, of tyrants. And so who's to say that every other king would get the Bible tell them like no fuck that shit rip it out rewrite it mm -hmm. say that they'll burn in hell for eternity and sell it to the public you pretty nice way to keep like people under control keep the power you know so yeah. so i think that the best way to control humans especially because we all fear the unknown and we don't know necessarily what's out there what's after death and if anything's watching us all the time so the best way to control them is by creating this force and selling them this idea that there's this omnipresent everlasting force that is good but if you're a bad boy or a bad girl then you're gonna get mm -hmm. reprimanded and so like you're always paranoid and living this life and and that makes humans a more morally um accurate like not morally accurate but more morally in line yeah you know because then it's like yeah maybe i shouldn't kill my mom and dad because <laughs> god's watching so yeah. i'll just put the knife down you know so it's like it's like that type of vibe i feel and you say that to a kid like you know like hey you better like yeah god first of all god's watching you at all times so yeah they know what you're doing so you better do right yeah. and hey if you die in sin you're gonna go to hell so you better make sure you don't do any of those sins and if you do you ask for forgiveness yeah. So it's a good way to like, you scare people kind of like you kind of scare people into following the religion. I feel like, um, but like I said, I don't totally, I don't not subscribe to Christianity. I actually like, like I said, when I'm in like yeah, yeah. going through it, like, man, like there's nothing else, like there's nothing you can do. You feel hopeless. Like I pray, that's who I pray to. I pray to Jesus. And I think I've done that too, but I feel like I just don't address it by the name, but I feel like all of these beings and these names are all like used to represent the same energy type of thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to go like too hippie or whatever, but I believe in energy a lot. Mm -hmm. So like you, like you can sense vibes and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people have gut feelings, intuition. It's like, you know, when someone's off and when you don't fuck with someone that you just meet and you're like, I don't know, like there's something about that guy. It's I didn't really like real, it. Yeah. So it's like, it's energy. It's like you, like we feed off energy. 
And so I feel like there's this like huge energy that's responsible for maybe everything that we see right now and that and that created everything. And so by creating everything, it's in everything that we see. It's in all of us and stuff. And so that's why we I don't know, but I, I feel like I've like prayed and like asked for help and stuff in like my my lowest moments and darkest moments. But I feel like I communicate with that energy mm-hmm. and I don't always get like you don't necessarily have like a name for it or who yeah. you're praying to, but you're yeah. just like, it's just like faith, I guess. Right. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. exactly. Faith. And then, and then I, but I just always know that it's real. Yeah. So I never doubt that it's real. So like you, I, I have you a, feel like there's something there that's listening. Yeah. Always, always. And then sometimes I'll feel, or I'll see certain things that happen like right after maybe that are too coincidental to, to be chalked up to like chance, you mm-hmm. know? But then I'm like, oh, so this is the response and this is the answer. You know, like sometimes it's it's a it's a sign that I see drop while driving. It's like a fucking thing I see on YouTube. It's in like who knows, but you always catch it because I feel like that's when it activates the part in you that's like directly connected to it that allows you to see it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But that's my thoughts on, on on like God. You you said that we're born with free will, right? Do you believe in that 100%? Um, I think I do. You don't? Because I've been thinking a lot recently. You think we're like kind of predestined to... No, no, no. Uh, maybe, maybe we're like destined, but I feel like we're in con- complete control of our destiny. But I feel like it's just weird to me how we are born into this world and then we have to kind of like pay our way to like like pay to live on this planet if that makes sense mm. so everything's already architected and everything's already preordained in a way where you're born and then you have your parents who are going to provide for you who are going to pay for the rent over your head for for food on the table raise you a certain way raise you a certain way until you become of age where you have to now like hey like you have to pick up the slack and you have to get a job and you have to start paying for your own way through life and then you repeat that cycle by having by that kid having his or her kid and so like to me it's just this weird idea that you have to pay to be on this planet mm. so I don't think our ancestors ever had to worry about that. Like our like primitive caveman people, you know, like they just worried about surviving. Mm-hmm. It's just like hunting for the food and stuff, but it was never this thing where you had to pay in order to live. Mm-hmm. And so that's the only part that like really like hits me every now and then. And then, and then I just find myself like losing, losing myself in that thought process. You know, it's just like, it's just weird. It's like taxes and paying rent. Like why should we have to pay to, to like survive on this planet? You yeah. Know? But do you feel like you ultimately, like, you're in, like, do you think you can alter your future by the decisions you make right now? Or yeah. you think, like, no matter what, like, you're supposed to end up here by the time you're, you know? I absolutely think that everybody's in, in control. So, like, you can flip a switch today and then turn around and just tell me, like, hey, I'm going to start my own car company. I'm going to start building a car because I just decided that that's what I want to do. I'm going to spend the next year learning on YouTube, reading up, understanding, studying engineering, putting together a team, and I'm going to create a rival to to rival Tesla. Mm -hmm. Like, you could tell me that and do that Mm -hmm. and, and like, try to do it. So, like, the fact that you can do that, then, yeah, like, we all have free will, you know? And then I could turn to you and say, like, oh, I'm going to set out this plan where I'm going to reach 1 million on YouTube by the end of this year. Mm -hmm. 
and then I'll just put the work in and make just do happen. everything and just make the strategy and stuff and then make it happen. Or I could turn you and say, hey, this is the last guest podcast. I'm going to give up on this because I don't like it anymore. And then I'm going to go get a job mm -hmm. at Taco Bell. Yeah, you know? I guess it's either like that or you believe in that free will or in like whatever is meant to be will be. See, but then that's where it gets interesting to me because I feel like people... So there's this constant debate, right? Is it nature or nurture? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's somewhere in between where, for example, some yeah, people where some people are born with the predisposition to like go after it. Mm -hmm. And then some people are just more relaxed. Yeah. And then those people maybe gravitate towards that lifestyle of like, I'll just work at Home Depot because I don't give a fuck. And then as long as I get to go home, smoke a little, you know, joint or whatever, play some FIFA, play some whatever. And then like, as long as I get to do that every single day, then I'll be chilling, you know, because like that person doesn't have that much ambition. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when you factor in like human beings, like I consider myself a very ambitious person. Like I can't stay still. Like I have to always like do stuff. And that comes at a cost too, because like my own girlfriend has like complained about it. And she said like, Hey, like doing too much. Yeah. Like we should spend like more time together. We should just relax. Like I'm just always thinking about work. I'm always thinking about like recording and like editing and like, so I feel like that comes out of fault. But at the same time, I feel like that adds to my ability to define my own future. Mm -hmm, for sure. You know, and, and you live better like that, too. If you're always like, you know, having something to go after, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, versus just like living day by day. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I feel like the ultra like wealthy people, rich people, a lot of them are depressed because of that. They made it. Yeah. They like the, what now reach the top of the totem pole. They're in the big house, but it's empty. They're in the fast car, but they're but they don't have to be anywhere, you know. So it's that idea of like just basically floating through life, and that's something that I'll never want for myself. You and know? it goes back to that, like the meaning of life. If the meaning of life was for you to just like prosper in life and like yeah. make a career out of yourself and then make all this money, then why is it that like the richest people, most powerful people in the world? are the ones that are like, you know, probably like the most depressed, like, you know, they and empty. Yeah. And empty inside. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of that, do you have any like, like big ass, like big life aspirations? Like what's, what's your biggest life aspiration if you had to, and it's okay if you don't have one right now, but like, yeah, do you have like a direction at least that, that you think I, you would? I pray for that, bro. Like, that's the thing. Like I want to, I want some sort of direction because I'm confused as to like what I want to do for the Which rest of my normal. life. Right. I'm yeah. still young, I feel like, but yeah. I feel like at the same time, like the time's running out yeah. and now I have like all these responsibilities. Um, so I actually don't know, bro, but I know that I don't want to, you're talking about like career wise or are you saying like, well, family wise, I definitely want to like build a family and have like a bunch of kids. I still want a lot more, you know, how many kids do you want? Uh, bro, if I can afford to, I'd, I'd have like, <laughs> if my, uh, my girl's willing, well, she says like probably like three max four, but for three if it were up number. to me, I would yeah. eight, nine, eight, nine. It's, I think it's beautiful, bro. Having like a big family, yeah, you know, yeah. um, make some fun holidays. Um, yeah. but in terms of like career, I don't know, bro. I just know that I don't want to be working like a nine to five job. Like I want to feel shit. like I'm not just working for money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but exactly what it is, I don't know. Like now there's like so many opportunities online and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Have you ever had anything like as a kid 
did you ever have those like uh big dreams oh of, like, that was to become a soccer player i think that's like player. half okay. of like yeah. every brazilian kid and you um, wanted to play for for um <laughs> Botafogo. What's Botafogo yeah that's my brazilian team um yeah. Of course, yeah. That's like every child, uh, every Brazilian kid's Me dream too. to make it pro, right? Me too, yeah. But that was like, I. It was like always like just actually like a dream. I never mm -hmm. like made it like a goal. Like I'm gonna make it pro. I never like put in the work, which I should have. Like a step by step. Yeah. Plan. Like I never yeah. played like club or anything, but mm -hmm. should have. I regret it now. Yeah. 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 I think that that's super common too, right? Is that like every kid wants to either be an athlete an astronaut mm -hmm. a firefighter mm -hmm. or like something like that but it 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 usually like revolves around the whole idea of like helping other people too mm -hmm. and like being close to other people and just being very social so like a lot of people who tend to like grow up in strong friend groups tend to gravitate towards soccer which was both of our cases i'm assuming right and then kids who just want to help other people and want to be liked and just accepted usually go down the route of like firefighter, police officer, and they and they just want to like fall into that little pocket. But I completely agree with the whole like nine to five. I've always been very anti-authority. Mm. So I just hate when anybody tells me what to do. And yeah. when every, like anybody's breathing over my shoulder while I'm working or, or that person has the power to like mm -hmm. fire me and to fucking dictate my life and shit. Like, I hate that. It's really depressing, bro. Like, yeah, um, like sure. worked previous jobs where it's like somebody um, yelling at you. Sometimes like the person could even be younger than you or somebody who you think is like less competent than you. Yes. Who's been there longer. And they're like, oh, you're supposed to do this thing. Like, you're supposed to talk to this person like this. Yeah. Like, you know, when you feel like you're, you do it better than they, and then right, they get right. to tell you what to do and you just have to like shut up about it. That like takes its toll on you. Like if people it who does. like t uh, keep those jobs for like years, especially like back in the day, like yeah. I feel like people like got like a factory job or something and just stuck to it for like 30, 40 years. Yeah. Just like wasting away, bro. I don't think that's the way. Not for me anyway. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like yeah, if you're, yeah. you know, if that's your thing, you're just working to get home that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but i feel like for me i have to be i have to be working not just for the money but like i have to have some kind of like investment sure. in it for like you know i have to i don't know yeah yeah and, and i feel like nine to fives are meant to be just like a chapter in everybody's book you know so like a lot of people make nine to fives their whole book but it should just be like a chapter that serves as like a stepping stone so like while while you're hustling and like working nine to five you're also experimenting with other things and like trying to establish like long-term big picture goals you know because like that's the only thing that will buy you your freedom eventually and mm -hmm. i feel like the most valuable thing to me at least is just freedom is just the the ability to be your own boss establish your own hours be the entrepreneur which has been overused nowadays because of people like Gary Vee and like all these like you know like gurus on the internet on Instagram but I feel like there's some truth to that because also I feel like that there's this like broad conspiracy um that the government is does everything they can to kind of kill your spirit do, do you believe in that yeah I do believe, I believe in, that. in that as well because it starts to me it starts at like it starts in school mm -hmm. you know because i don't know how many people know this and i don't know if you know this but schools were initially designed after factories so it's like the, the by the rockefellers right yeah yeah i think it was yeah because like they they were the industry titans at the time mm -hmm. and so in order for you to produce more workers the kids and the children of the current workers at the factory would go through schools 
and which were used as like conditioning and programming and priming uh, institutions and places where they would produce out of these schools future workers for the factories. Oh, yeah. So it became like that perpetual cycle of just, you know, conditioning, priming, boom. Like, yeah, like let them have sex, let them procreate, give them the illusion of freedom, and then just, just fall the right back exactly. into my little net, you know? So like, and, and if you think about it, it's pretty mind-blowing how it hasn't changed since then. Mm-hmm. The structure of like lines and just desks. Like I think schools, first of all, should be in circles maybe. Mm. It should be like very unorthodox. It should be like different dynamics completely. It should be like reinvented and reimagined, but it's still the same shit. There needs to be some kind of like for kids, bro. Like how can you get, you need to get kids interested for them to learn. But they're not really interested in um, like, how do you say, like raise um, smart um capable people they just want to like kind of raise you like, like you're smart enough to like do whatever it is like the paperwork to keep like the yeah, the country yeah. running but not so much that you like you want to like do your own thing think about it bro like what do they teach in school that you take with you nothing you don't nothing bro like I, obviously from side aside from like basic math and like reading yeah. and writing but like you know you learn about else? a bunch of useless like stupid formulas and like uh, stupid stones like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you're never Rocks like you don't shit. you don't learn how to like uh, how to take out a mortgage or right. like how to like Build deal credit. with finances yeah credit like yeah. there's so much stuff that they should be teaching but they don't exactly. and it's not i don't think it's a mistake because exactly because schools are, are like aren't designed to empower kids and to develop well equipped and just well well you know like formed people it's it's to just create obedience mm-hmm. i think yeah and that's why that's you have like word. deadlines and you have homeworks and you have tests and then you're graded and your value is often correlated and equals the grade that you get so yeah. if you get an f then you as a kid like that's super traumatizing it's like fuck like i'm a failure already so it's like teaching you to accept your place in society very true and to accept that there's like an authority figure that's going to dictate your place in society mm-hmm. among the ranks of other people your age who look like you who talk like you who so it's this like fucked up psychological thing where instead of like not having grades at all and just basically you know like rewarding kids based off of their own drive and their own ambitions and their own personalities which would create a society filled with people who have flourishing personalities who are just unique and maybe society would just advance 10 times over but you create these like black and white mm-hmm. fucking I would only disagree squares. with the 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 grading part like I think I feel like it's important like the like the competition thing it like it I think impor- it's yeah, important yeah, true, for true. you to like you see a task and like know whether like you're you can like accomplish this or not. So like, I think the grading is important, but I think there's other ways to like different types of um, ways to test kids. Like they just test, they just test kids on like one thing, which is like, they don't, they don't test like creativity Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's different ways to teach kids that like they would be more interested in. And you can't teach somebody something that they're not interested in. It's very hard, you know? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And it's hard for you to uh, hire teachers who are passionate about teaching because they make so little. So mm-hmm. it's like, how do you, so it becomes, I think, where, where like athletes make a hundred times more than a teacher does, you oh, know, yeah. and the teachers are responsible for creating the next future and the future generation and future generation of doctors, lawyers. Probably one of the most important jobs out there, like raising so. the next generation. I think yeah. so. And I think it's one of those professions that I just have nothing but, but massive respect towards, but I would never want to like take mm-hmm. on that responsibility just because there's no like real growth in that space, you know, unless you're like a Harvard professor and you're, but then by then too, like you're already at the top apex, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of people go into the profession for like the wrong reasons too. Like they want to take like three yeah. months vacay and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. True. you know, get True. like good benefits and like just cruise by, get off, get weekends off, holidays off. And that's they, probably a big thing too. And they also like the, the power that comes with it. Mm. It's like being able to just hold this power over other human beings, which is what I think police officers, no shade to every single, I'm not saying every single police officer does this, but a lot of them love the power. So yeah, they're they, power hungry. Yeah. Like those certain personalities are the ones that like tend to gravitate yeah. to those professions, like yeah. want to feel like they have some kind of authority over you. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Because maybe they got bullied in school. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then now they're just overcompensating, projecting. And yeah, I don't know. No shade, no shade, though. No shade, <laughs> no shade. We respect the police force. A lot force, of cool obviously. cops, good cops out there, a lot of good teachers out there. My uncle's a cop, or he used to be a cop. I haven't spoken to him in, like, years, but he used to be a cop in Newark. I don't know if you've ever seen him, Mike. I've heard. I, I think I've seen him. Big Mike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's cool the, guy. Funny guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Funny guy, funny guy. Uh, he's the father of my cousin, Brian, who, who, who is also going to come on the podcast soon. Um, but yeah, so what, like, how do you envision yourself now? Obviously you're still like, like everything's new to you, like being like a new father and stuff, but how do you envision yourself like raising your child? It's like, do you, do you worry about baggage of like personal baggage that you've acquired from your parents and from your childhood? Yeah. to like just project it on them and then fuck them up. Yeah. Because I think. I've like thought about that a lot. Yeah, I think we, me and my girl, we think about that a lot. And I think it's good that we're like real conscious about it. Like, yeah. you know, because I think like before, like people used to be like, they become parents and they're not even like thinking no. about like, how, like hit their kids and shit like that, you know, with discipline. <laughs> not that like, I, I get it. Sometimes they, uh, it's not, there's nothing wrong with like a little spank here and there, you know. I got beaten not getting a abusive. lot. Yeah, or, I got Brazilian parents. I didn't get hit so much, but here and there, I think, oh, I just almost hit the camera. Sorry. On, on I almost kicked it. I don't know. If it's still on frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good still. It's good. Yeah. Um, where was I? About like beating kids. And oh stuff. yeah, I um, got but, beat a lot. Yeah, you did. Yeah, shinelu, uh, vada, 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 everything, everything. Which, which for the American speakers, it's a, uh, 
just sandals and just fucking like sticks and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like like everything would go. Yeah. Belts. Whatever they could get their hands yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. But our, my parents weren't, um, didn't really beat me like that. But here and there, you know, sometimes you deserve it. And it, it's good. Like you learn. Yeah. As long as it's not like abusive or anything. But uh, like I was saying, um, like it's, I think it's good at least that me and my girl, like as long as you're conscious about like, hold on, I got to, I got to make sure I don't pass on the baggage that my parents gave me yeah. and pass that on to my kids. So I think as long as you're like thinking about that, conscious not of doing that, yeah. you know, then you, then, um, but I mean, I'm sure there's probably some things that's going to be unavoidable. That's just, yeah. I'm not going to be like a perfect dad, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I think we're going to be good. I think I'm going to be a good dad. Yeah. I think that just being conscious of it because, um, that's something that I've, spoken to my girlfriend about a lot too is just this idea of like how like how much of our family's bullshit kind of like sticks on us you know mm -hmm. so so like she has a lot of stuff that comes from her family and i have a lot of stuff that comes from my family and i just fear like us give like passing that on to a child you know because i feel like it's it like, like it's obviously the parent's responsibility but the kid is probably going to spend a lot more time in school and like around other cultures and, and other kids but as long as you have like this firm foundation that is kind of like uh, guided towards you know just being like a better version than who you were of course you know? yeah like i think that that's already like a huge huge part take all the qualities that your parents gave you the good quality the good quality yeah the good stuff and then try to filter out all the all the bullshit yeah and i like i can't think of like anything in specific but like i've noticed many things that like hold on i gotta make sure i don't pass this on to my yeah. kids because i felt this type of way with my dad when my dad did this yeah so i gotta make sure i don't carry that on um same thing with her so did you grow up with both parents present? Yeah, both parents in the house, thankfully. I think that's a very That's very, very lucky. Very important thing too. Yeah. And and also very lucky, I feel, because similar similar to my girlfriend, she also grew up with like both her parents present. And I grew up without a dad. Mm -hmm. And so like that's something that I'm gonna be very careful to to like not pass on to my kid. If I have a girl or a boy, like it doesn't really matter. But it's just like being present as a dad because like I had like I never experienced that. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like that's also like a pivotal thing that's necessary um, in the like formative years. But like, have you like have you guys been like reading any like childbearing books like while like while she was pregnant? Like, like, did you guys ever like dive deep into learning how to raise a kid and stuff? Because I uh, feel like I, I would be desperate, like buying books and shit, you know, trying I to learn. I wish I was uh, I wish I did like I not a reader like okay yeah, yeah i don't read books but we're like you know looking at videos and stuff like tiktoks that. <laughs> how to raise your kid on tiktok and there's yeah. just a bunch of videos like first guys just do this <laughs> yeah That's but it's funny. definitely good though to like seek some advice and stuff yeah. like that yeah. i would i would recommend reading books even though i'm not doing it <laughs> yeah yeah because i feel like in those nine months like that's the only thing i would be able to occupy myself with is just like freaking out but just out of anxiety but i feel like it's also bad to think that way and i feel like the the way that you're approaching it where it's just like one step at a time i feel like it's the right way if there is ever a right way to be a parent because mm -hmm. i don't know if there is because every parent i've like encountered is fucked up in their own way and their kids are fucked up in whatever way but i feel like yeah like taking it one step at a time and doing the best you can and just like you said like there's no way to be a perfect dad yeah, but like we said like as long as you're aware of that like you know that you're like hold on i gotta yeah. make sure i'm not passing this on to my kids i think you're in the right track yeah. and and taking like a complete 180 now uh because that's the nature of mentally gone is just that 
it's like non-linear completely but like uh segueing because we mentioned tiktok do you believe in aliens because like we've talked about god and now mm -hmm. do you believe in aliens i don't um not believe in aliens i'm open to the possibility okay like in such a big universe right it would be kind of hard to think that it's just like there's only life here yeah um what do you think i believe in the same thing yeah um i think that there it if if space is real because a lot of our audience maybe they believe in like flat earth theory mm -hmm. like we have like a like like a wide gamut of people which again there's nothing wrong like everybody believes in their own thing but that's the thing i don't not believe in anything to me everything's possible like yeah, who, i've never seen earth anything. from the top what if it is right, flat? what if right. there's a firmament exactly exactly so so like that's why i don't like ridicule any belief i'm open to any thought experiment and i'll only discard it once i've been able to prove it otherwise or prove it to be the case so just like you said like unless i get invited by elon musk to go to mars i'm not going to believe that there's uh mars i'm not going to believe like but then there's like a, a certain group of people who view us as like idiots mm -hmm. it's like are you like like are you serious right now years and years of scientific knowledge or whatever no. you're just like taking information in from other people like you don't have like you don't, yeah. a lot of these like uh these like graphs and stuff like we don't even know how to read it we just have to take, take <laughs> exactly. like they could be like photoshopping all their pictures for all we know you know exactly and just and, taking their word for it and it goes back to the whole school thing so like what if you're the one that's brainwashed you know because they taught you it's like oh yeah math is like space is this and science is this. and then like maybe you're the one that's brainwashed maybe you're the one that's wrong maybe these people who knows and i've seen like um uh pictures of someone who like leaked this um facility at nasa that's like this underground not underground this this underwater portion mm -hmm. that has green screens in the water so it's like a huge pool where astronauts basically simulate the effects of space or something like that but then people were saying that they use that facility to to it sound like they're in space film the the space scenes yeah and then film like astronauts going outside of the the ship to like fix the aircraft or like do their like uh, space walks or whatever. So who's to say that that's not the case? That space is happening inside of a Na uh, of a NASA warehouse or some yeah, shit. Yeah, you know? like who, what proof do we have? We only see yeah. what they show us. I've seen. Have you? Seen, you've probably seen a bunch of videos of like bloopers. Bloopers. of them like when they're supposedly in space and then like something like supposed to be no gravity and then some, something some, falls something just falls and yeah. then they all like there's this video uh -huh. i don't know if you could like pull it up but yeah. um i think it's like four of them and they're just like talking to the camera i think they were live i think i know exactly what you're talking and about and then i think something falls like a balloon or something yeah and then yeah th th what made it really crazy to me bro is like not even the fact that like i don't fucking understand gravity how it works exactly like maybe that's something that could have happened but their expressions yeah like everybody kind of just froze like holy shit that was not supposed to happen yeah you know what i'm talking about Did you see that video and yeah. i've seen multiple videos of those i think i know exactly which one you're talking about i just don't know what to type in to yeah. like try to find no, it maybe you could like find it later and like yeah i'm gonna try to find it and then i'll paste it on the episode but i know exactly which one you're talking about and then it's the guy towards like the corner right mm -hmm. it, and then like it's a balloon falls. i think i think it's something like that yeah yeah so again, like, I don't know what to think, you know, and every person who's been to space, like when they're also kind of like pressed and like asked questions they and stuff, nervous. they get nervous. I think it was um, Armstrong or some shit. Mm. He was approached on the street and somebody was asking a question along the lines of like, is space fake or something like that? And then he just attacked the, the interviewer, the TMZ reporter or some shit. 
And then I feel like to me, that's just being hyper defensive for mm -hmm. what, you mm -hmm. know, because you're hiding something and maybe you like imagine living your whole life and it's, it's a, a lie. lie. Yeah. And then you have to keep up that lie. Otherwise, CIA will come for you and JFK. Yeah, you or they some have shit. to sign probably all these like NDAs, whatever. Right. And then yeah. you're probably like fighting with that in your head like all day long and then some guy comes up to you is like hey like i know you're a fraud and then you gotta yeah. face that yeah. and, you know what i'm saying that <laughs> or or people come up to you and say like you're an american hero mm -hmm. i love you whatever well, and then that could be even, be even worse, worse. Yeah. yeah it's like like my whole life's a lie and, and then you just have to and... smile and stuff and yeah. be like yeah i know i did this for us yeah you know but yeah so i subscribe to that shakespeare quote that says that all the world is a stage and everybody is an actor and then people put on different masks you know and i feel like that's what it is it's just politicians like everybody's just i don't know do, do you believe in the moon landing and the? i think oh, stanley kubrick did it Who, when was that i think that stanley kubrick he's the director for the shining <sighs> i think i that also he, believe that i, I just didn't know the he name directed it mm -hmm. inside of like a hollywood studio or some yeah. shit because I, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why he got killed. Because I don't know if you know Shoot. his story, but no. after the Tom Cruise movie called Eyes Wide Shut, mm. which is the one where they go into the uh, Rothschild Manor, which was filmed at an actual Rothschild mansion, they do like this like orgy sacrifice, human sacrifice thing. So it's kind of like giving you insights of like what happens behind the scenes and what the elites are kind of. I think they do that a lot them. through movies, like show us the truth, yes. plain sight. Because because of something that I read about, uh, it's called karmic karmic consequence or something like that, where they have to fully disclose what they're into in order to do the, the thing, because then they won't. Mm -hmm. It makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it's like because then it becomes like clean for them. It's mm -hmm. like it's not evil anymore if I tell the world. Mm -hmm. And so but my point being is that after directing that movie, which was his final film, he died mysteriously like a few weeks after did. that. And then his movie got released with like 40 minutes cut out of it. So I feel like he yeah. did some shit where he was going to release it and then try his best to like make it, you know, sneaky. But then the, the studio heads are like, all right. Then we're gonna take it out, or or maybe he wanted to speak on the moon landing. Who knows? Mm -hmm. And say like, hey, like this is all fake. You like we're all in the firmament, just like in The Simpsons. Do you watch The Simpsons? Like, I watch a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Do you do you believe in that conspiracy that they predict everything? I've seen it so many times. They predict it. It's. I mean, you can't say it's. It's. You can't. Say, you can say it's like a coincidence. Yeah, but you it's not far fetched, say, bro. It's yeah. so many things. Did you see the one about um it's like circulating a lot now but it's like from 2010 mm -hmm. predicting the whole like virus thing? No, I didn't see that. Basically um saying it's like a bunch of like like elites I guess mm -hmm. in like table and then like NBC <gasps> NBC is there like the I media is there yeah. and then they're basically like planning this virus. Yeah. Um and they're going to like release it on purpose and then sell us the cure. Right. And, you know, pretty much like kind of like how it happened in the last like three years of COVID and shit. Which is exactly how it happened. I don't know how many people know this, but Bill Gates, Big Daddy Gates, uh, he did a meeting with himself, a few entrepreneurs. Event 201? Yes. Yeah. Event 201. And recently he did another event. I think it's Event 201. I don't know. But talking about a future virus, a future event and how they can better prepare for it. Very similar to what they did before covid hit and so like it makes you think like if they did that 
right before a few months before COVID hit. Yeah, I think it was first case of COVID was um, December, right? Or like late November. And I think this event yeah. took place like September. So like two months, they're like, so guys, let's plan. It's like a bunch of like, just yeah. the like elite people, like media people there. And they're like, hypothetically, guys, yeah, hypothetically, <laughs> if this virus that like were to struck like the whole mm-hmm. planet, like how would we um, handle it? Like, yeah, it's crazy. And then it just happens right after. And so what's scary to me is that they did another one of those meetings talking about a more severe case of like a more contagious one. And how would they plan it? And so now I'm just like chilling back and just watching this movie and just seeing how it's all going to go to hell eventually. Shit. And like what's going to happen. I think I think that the next big thing is probably going to be like Project Bluebeam. I don't like I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. So Project Bluebeam is this um, four phase, like four step program that's going to eventually take place um, or people believe that it's going to happen where the government is going to start simulating weird things like weird occurrences in the sky aliens mm. like create this foreign threat that's going to make everybody kind of like bond together under this like new world order this like one world government in order to be protected from this like uh enemy invasion this like outer space this like bigger than life and stuff so all the countries are going to have to pan together and create this one world government and that's going to like make everybody just accept it essentially and then how they're going to do it, though, is interesting. They're going to cast holograms from satellites that are circulating the, the planet. These satellites are going to create holograms of like, of like every religion's Messiah. And then this religion's Messiah, be a Jesus, be a Allah, be a Buddha, whoever it is, is going gonna, is gonna to appear in the sky, this perfect lifelike hologram. And that being is going to communicate telepathically using low frequency radio waves to each person that's like looking up and be like it's the second coming of christ oh my god it's happening and then this being won't speak but you'll hear the the message through just low frequency waves that'll be communicated to you and the and the crazy thing is that every messiah is going to say that every religion was wrong and that and and that the the fact that there are so many religions is is what's keeping us back and holding us back as like at, like as a like as a species and then they're going to say that though the solution to this is just by creating one religion and that's when the one religion comes into place and then we're going to worship the same being that the elites worship which is probably like baal or satan <laughs> yeah baal satan it sounds Bezo good Bob. when you say like a one world government when we all come together unity. and unity yeah that's Peace how they always world. they always make it sound like it's going to be great yeah, but, but they have other intentions for us. They definitely have other intentions. It's just easier to control a, a group of people that's unified. Ver- well, actually, that's not the case. It's easier to control people who are divided, actually. So, like, that's why the U.S. has, like, Democrats and Republicans, red, blue states, you know. It's just easier to, like, pin people against each other, and then it's easier to just manipulate them, I guess. Yeah, I but I guess once you have everybody in, like, if they have total control of the whole world at once, like, yeah. just, they, it could be a lot easier to control, too. Because, Implement rules. Yeah, because yeah. they're, they're going all in on this. I mean, I feel, I feel like this is already in the works. Like, I don't think this is, like, a yeah. crazy, like, conspiracy theory at all, like... Uh, the WEF, you know, the World Economic Forum. World Economic Forum, yep. Um, Like... Klaus Schwab. Klaus the, Schwab. Yeah. The evil supervillain. Uh, evil bald. neo-Nazi guy. Yeah. He, he talks crazy. about it. He talks about it openly in his book. Yeah. That he wants to like they they want to go all in on this ESG thing like. 
um, basically control your every movement, control your wallet, mm-hmm. restrain. Like they they want to know like where you are at all times, what you can spend your money on, everything. Yes, yes. that's scary. And it's just a matter of time before they start implementing like social credit scores. So I don't know if you've ever watched the what the fuck is it called it's called black mirror mm-hmm. but there was this one episode where like your social credit score determines what you have access to within society mm-hmm. so i watched all the episodes but i'm like blanking out on right now which is that the one with they're like rating each other on the phones yeah, like yeah, that yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. okay that's yeah. a good episode and then everybody like pretends to be nice to each other oh, it's so like fake. oh like give me five stars and then if you get like three two stars and then it's like asking why like what happened like why did you rate me so low and so like that will determine your access of like certain perks and like certain abilities to do certain things so maybe you want a certain brand of milk that's mm-hmm. better for you but Gabe, you've been kind of a Naughty. bad boy. Yeah. yeah. You've you you haven't gotten your eighth booster vaccine. <laughs> you haven't been voting for the right candidate. You've been too vocal about conspiracies, Callie. And so you've gonna have to get the shitty brand what did you say about the government yeah yeah <laughs> it's like do you do you recall that episode when you said this and this? And so like everything is gonna be like just 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 there. And one thing actually that ties in perfectly is another thing that I read. I don't know if you saw, but Amazon is starting their their palm scanning thing where you can scan your palm and pay for stuff mm-hmm. at their Whole Foods mm-hmm. stores. And like that to me is super scary. That's already some Black Mirror shit, bro. That is some Black... They're getting your palm, the palm of your hand, mm-hmm. scanning it, and they own that biometric data now. And so like who's to know if they're selling it to other companies, if they're gonna use it for something else. And we all know that a lot of these big tech companies are subsidized by the government. And so the government, the best way that they can test certain concepts and certain technologies is through big pharma, big tech, and big military. So it's like Amazon is the biggest one. So Mm -hmm. it's like, let's pretend that it's convenience. And it's always packaged as convenience, which is what's mind blowing. Every time. Yeah, Yeah, it's gonna be way easier. You just look, you don't even need to hold your phone. You don't need your wallet. You just, Put, scan your hand and it's paid yeah. for. Like it's gonna be so easy. Hey Jerry, don't you hate it when you always forget you? You yeah. always forget your wallet, don't you, Jerry? Knucklehead. And then like you knucklehead, and then Jerry's like, yeah, I guess I do forget my wallet chip a lot. Me. Yeah, yeah, chip me. Yeah, it's so much easier. And and it, and it's funny because one of the news outlets was like recording people doing it, and then one guy just looked like high out of his mind, just like in a, like in a, like in another dimension, wearing a mask and stuff. And then he was just like talking to the camera like, yeah, now it's just easier because I don't even have to bring my wallet. So it's like he's like doped up, doped up, (laughs) probably on his fourth booster already and stuff. And just probably has like a third eye growing or like a second arm or some shit. That's exactly how they want everybody. They want everybody behaving like NPCs in line with the little Oculus Stay at home. Yeah. Don't try to like do anything different. Just stay at home. Yeah. Consume some drugs and uh, maybe collect some money from the government. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, what the, that's what they want. And live your life inside of the computer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because like that, they contract your and th- you become a better uh, customer to them like that because they can sell way better to you like that if they know exactly what you're into, like yeah. what you do in every hours of your day, what you're searching up. Yeah, and it's funny because Klaus Schwab or whatever his name is, he said that you will own nothing and you will be happy. That's the scariest fucking video I've ever watched, dude. And I that's can't believe they say that and they mean it. Like, how they, they, how do they think like they like whoever's like 
they thought like that was going to be a good idea. They're going to tell people yeah. like, listen, you're not going to own anything. We're going to own anything. We're going to like, you're going to pay rent to us for literally everything, yeah. your house, your car. We could just take it away or shut it down whenever we want. It gives me anxiety. And people are, and some people are just like, oh no, that's not happening. Like, dude, they're telling you like, this is not mm. a conspiracy. This is happening right now. They're working towards it. And if you can't realize what's going on, then you're the perfect audience for them because like mm -hmm. they want people like that. that so it worked on like, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the like whole no, conditioning worked. The government wants the best for me. Like that's obviously what they want. That's when why has that the ever been the case? Like throughout it's all never. of human history, like the biggest like oppressors and um, thieves, IRS, thieves gangs of just fucking, mass murderers, right? Yeah. Have always been higher power like government. Did you see the um? I mean, this might take, I don't know if this is going to take a long, long conversation, but did you see the whole um, Damar Hamlin situation? Damar Hamlin? Damar Hamlin, the football player. The one that appeared at the game doing like signals or something, mm -hmm. like signs or something like that? Yeah, so he um, he got hurt mm -hmm. during a game. Like he had like a cardiac arrest. Oh, yes. I did hear about that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying it's like the vaccine. Yeah. Um, and... um. Now, like a day later, uh, I don't know if it was a day later or two, like he was like real bad, supposed to be like in the hospital. Um, but then like they show him at the game mm -hmm. and like his face completely covered. You can't tell it's him. So and like it's a lighter skin tone, too. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. I just know that like I don't know if it's him or not. Like I don't even know the guy. Yeah. Can't really tell. But it's just suspicious that like he's like, why is he going so out of his way to like hide his face? Yeah. And he's supposed to be like real hurt. So he's not supposed to be like waving his arms around like that, supposedly. Uh -huh. And supposedly like the doctor said that he's like um, supposed to he needs like uh, oxygen. Mm -hmm. And he was there with Covering nothing, just walking around. And he's just like completely covered. Like, it's yeah. just weird. Have you seen all of the NFL players like when it happened crying? Mm. There are multiple shots of like cameras showing these players crying and just and a lot of people are saying that it's really bad acting because it doesn't seem genuine and mm. it doesn't look real. So who's to say that maybe they're using the NFL as like a vehicle to like promote a certain agenda or mm. I don't know like what they're trying to do. But it's like it was super interesting watching because I didn't see the game where it happened. But then I saw like clips of it on Twitter and every NFL player is just like forcingly crying and just like creating this like theatrical expression be like oh my god or whatever the fuck and i just found that interesting and, and then people were saying that he's the one that went on alex jones podcast pretending to be kanye with a <laughs> <So>, mask <laughs> yeah that's yeah, hilarious. because he was completely masked and then like people are like what if this is the guy you know that wasn't on. that before yeah that was before fact? which which i don't know if that makes sense but like people like people <laughs> like to yeah. draw it's all like draw comparisons conclusions yeah. I didn't watch the game either, but I saw I saw just like the incident. Yeah. And then I know that like I also like this is like I'm convinced that it was uh, scripted. Um, the first game back mm -hmm. that the Bills played, um, they scored this like uh, I'm not like a football guy, so I don't know if it's like how rare it is. Um, but like it's like just this play where like he gets the ball in his own field and he just runs across and scores. Mm -hmm. But it literally looks like um the other uh the other team was like letting him go. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? I didn't see that one, no. But I've seen cases where like cancer patients, like that's what happens to like people <laughs> who like have, have terminal cancers that everybody just pretends to tackle and shit. That's what it felt like. That's crazy. Like two of those guys, like he's like going towards the finish to to the end zone and or whatever. Yeah. And then uh they just kinda like slow down and let him have it. Yeah. Speaking of weird reappearances of people, have you seen Kanye 
who like recently popped up again. I don't I don't know if you saw him. I think I saw a picture. I don't know if it's fake, but he was wearing like a Germany jersey. Yes, yes. <laughs> of course he was. So Kanye popped up recently with his new wife. I think they got married in like secret. People are saying that his new wife is his new handler. And uh, he took her to shop at Balenciaga after the whole Balenciaga scandal happened of, of them abusing children, apparently, of taking those weird pictures with B, with BDC, with bondage. And um, he he obviously had a fallout with Balenciaga after his like Nazi statements and shit. Um, so he just took her to shop at Balenciaga, which is a sign that maybe he's been reprogrammed to like now he has to tidy everything up and, mm. and correct all of his mistakes. And so and then wearing the Nazi Germany era military emblem on his chest or it's a, a body double it's not even him at all <laughs> people are saying that he's taller than the normal kanye is and oh, that all, all of a sudden he's like taller his like speech pattern isn't quite uh quite kanye's speech pattern that he's basically just regurgitating things that kanye has said in the past and just pretending to like be a good clone and so like that leads me to ask like do you believe in cloning like do you think it's real bro i find it hard to believe that like we're so advanced in technology like i doubt that they're not at least like trying because i know that they're trying to clone like cattle and stuff like that they've successfully cloned sheep Mm -hmm. so like how how could it's like it'd be um stupid of us to think that they're not trying this stuff especially like other countries are like just fbi or cia low-key like experimenting north korea maybe or some shit like that i don't know but i wouldn't doubt it i think that cloning is a real thing and I feel like they always swap them out. And because he went missing for a while. Mm-hmm. And then um, his like old business partners were, were trying to sue him and they couldn't get a hold of him. They couldn't track him down. And for a lawyer to not be able to track you down, like that's that's pretty good hiding, you know. But Word. Oh, excuse me. But um, but yeah, I just found that interesting how he came back with his new wife who who always has this like stone face on her like she's like just just like zoned out and and people said that his eyes were like dead you know like there's like no life in those eyes and i don't know like i think maybe they got kanye and now they're putting out his clone and they're making him just correct everything he did wrong you know shady shit bro i don't i don't not but like i said i don't not believe in any of this stuff yeah holly weird man i just hope that you you never go to hollywood or or be a part of holly weird no i Um, wouldn't stay independent you know and don't sell your soul if you ever get discovered by like you know like like big names and they want to take you in and make you the new jim carrey you know like like don't turn into a jim carrey because that fucked him up in his head too jim carrey's tried to expose some kind of shit like numerous times right yeah live on like a late night show i forgot who it was like jimmy kimmel jimmy kimmel trying to do the thing Uh with his tongue out yeah Mm -hmm. and we actually discussed that on the last podcast and um how how the audience right like speaking of laugh tracks because like we we were talking about like favorite shows before this and how the friends uses laugh tracks and how the office doesn't um and how the office is superior because for obvious reasons but they added laugh tracks to that interview because everybody in the audience was just like yeah everybody nervous. was stunned i heard that that's right when he yeah. did the when yeah. he was doing this everybody was kind of shocked and they just added that to like kind of break the silence yeah. a little bit to ridicule him and to discredit anything he does oh, he's a nut job yeah yeah and that's what they always do is that they assassinate your character first and then if you persist then then they take you out for real and i feel like that's what they did with andrew tate too and i'm not saying that i support the man but 
I'm just saying that if you're too outspoken sometimes, mm -hmm. like they're going to assassinate your character. And if you keep doing it, they're going to tuck you away and make you disappear. You yeah, know? like Andrew Tate's interesting, bro, because like he was getting like all this hate from like feminists. everybody. Yeah, yeah, mostly feminists. Yeah. But like most of the guys that I know, like, I mean, you see a video of him like talking like he what is he has he ever said anything that's like they label him like misogynistic or whatever. But he's pretty much like every video I've seen of him. Um, he's pretty much like teaching, like, you know, to Men. be responsible for yourself, you know, yeah. to take care of your girl. I, he does like a lot of stuff, like, like boasting and like brag about cars. I don't like none of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but like, as far as like his messages, like to the, like to young men, those are great messages. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that people nitpick at like certain parts and in, like interviews where, where he, he, but I feel like he's playing into a character. So a lot of times he's like, I I walk into a place, I demand two coffees or whatever. Yeah. And if yeah. the bitch doesn't give me two coffees, I smack the bitch or whatever. So so like he's done that a lot. And apparently there is a video circulating, an old video of him beating his girlfriend or beating one of his old girlfriends. Um, a lot of them have come out um, alleging that he raped them and that he's into And there are like recordings, audio recordings of him basically saying like, like the next day saying i know you liked it or whatever and stuff so like eh. and then you kind of have to also like look at both sides because i'm not saying that every girl likes that type of shit but a lot of times girls tend to gravitate towards guys that mm -hmm. uh, you know because of money status or status just like he says status yeah. status um and then you know things happen and then after everybody does this like me too movement then that's when they come out because they want more clout maybe but i'm not judging you know like i don't, I don't know the full extent yeah but it's um, interesting. But I do get what you're saying about him, like helping young men kind of secure their masculinity. I feel like yeah. that's what he does. Too. And he's like really anti-woke too, which I'm into yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah, me too. But um, when I found out like what he did for like to get money, I like lost like all of the respect. Supposedly he like kind of like runs these like cam yeah. girls and basically like dupes dudes into like sending them money, yeah. promising them that they're going to meet up with them. Yeah. Um, and then just they just keep like, oh, send me more money. I need to get my passport. Oh. Right, right. And um, I guess he must be like really good at that. So like they go to him and like split the money 50-50. So it's basically like he's like a scammy people. That's fucked. OnlyFans manager, <laughs> essentially. Like that's what his business is. I don't know if you've ever seen the 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 Vice mini documentary that they put out on YouTube on Andrew Tate. Uh, it's very like it's worth watching. But also keeping in mind that Vice has become this like ultra leftist oh, yeah. agenda um, institution. So it's not good to take everything at face value. But they did get insights into like his whole operations and like what he does. And he has this like um, group of men who pay like $5,000 to be a part of this like elite exclusive group. And then these men are usually men who are like like middle aged um 25 24 year olds like early 20s middle-aged people who feel like they need more in life and they just need to be more masculine and just like reassert themselves as men and so they buy into this program and then they go to these like meetings where andrew tate is standing in the front and he's like this like leader figure this like messiah figure and what's interesting to me is that his right hand man is a notorious hypnosis or, or hypnotist so he's a guy that's that that his whole profession is to hypnotize people 
And so they they do a lot of like hypnotism, a lot of programming, a lot of cult like activities wow. that make all these men kind of just fall in line and, and just worship essentially Andrew Tate. And then he could be playing 4D chess this whole time and like played me. <laughs> and he's a master chess player, or his dad was. Yeah, and so yeah that's like, right. He grew up, you know, like with his dad teaching. And he he has stated before that he wants to create his own freemason organization and that this is what it is is that he wants to create his own and so it's essentially like a pyramid scheme too but it's just interesting and then and then he kind of forces these members to kind of like box each other and beat each other up because like he feels like doing 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 the whole fight club strategy where you have to fight you know like fight to like become a man or whatever and then he puts them like on live romanian television and like an actual octagon and makes them like you know like these these people that have no training like they just box each other up and just fuck each other toughen up just to toughen up but it's also to do what the master says essentially so with all that you know into consideration i think that my jury is still out on andrew tate i don't think i have like a firm opinion yet but i have to like do more research and like understand like where he's coming from you know it's just weird because like today bro like we can't like just form somebody's uh, form an opinion on somebody sorry oh it's good without like all this pressure like yeah. somebody says something that like you disagree with automatically like you have to this person is a bad person you can't let him yeah. speak you have to deplatform him i mean obviously if all that shit's true then like then then that's, that's a good kind reason. of yeah that's a good reason but i mean we don't know anything it could it could be like you know like you said uh, vice or whatever like they could be making shit up it could be the matrix just after him it could be yeah who's to know because I do know that there's a lot of people out there that's interested in not having like these popular like figures mm-hmm. um, send out like positive messages that are going to resonate with like especially young men. They want, like I said, they want you to be an NPC, follow orders, yeah. stay hooked up to the VR. Be a, be a male feminist, uh, take hormone blockers, simp. give hormone blockers to your kids. Yeah. Uh, tell them to become transgender tell them to become openly it's they try to do it with rogan they try to do it with yeah. jordan peterson and i mean and so look like that's the thing like look at the company that he's uh they're kind of like doing the same thing that they did to uh jordan peterson and to joe yeah. rogan try to cancel him the moment that they started trying to do that to uh what's his name tate tate, tate yeah, yeah, yeah andrew, andrew tate, tate yeah um that's when everybody's like, "Whoa, hold on, why?" Because they've can't they all they're trying to cancel these people who are like sending positive Vocal, messages. Yeah. So the moment that like they try to, I see that they're trying to like cancel Andrew Tate. That's when I'm like, "Hold on, why are they doing that?" Yeah, like what's the so reason? that's why I kind of like took his side. But yeah, dude, like we don't know these people like personally. Like yeah, we just but all I'm asking is for people to like let people speak, speak and yes. like not cancel them. Open dialogue should be like, like a given, you know, like, like it's no, a human right. Exactly. Like nobody's perfect. Like if you were to like we've like we've all lied, we've all done crappy shit. Like imagine if there's like a camera following you around like your whole life. Or if you have like over almost two thousand episodes of like hour long podcasts just like Joe Rogan has, yeah. like you're you're, you're bound to slip shit. up. Yeah. You're drinking, you're smoking. It doesn't make you a ba- like a bad person for like the bad things that you've done does not define you. You know right. what I'm saying? hundred percent. And today's world, it's like you can't have one slip up automatically. You're like, boom, Cancels like put forever. yourself in those people's positions. Like, yeah. we're not out in the public eye like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but it must be really hard, like, you know, to be like famous and like one little slip and then you gotta like go out and apologize you're and fucked. like, 
fuck that bro yeah like give people like a chance like relax don't judge to rush them is all i'm saying yeah and if you take into account like i personally think that joe rogan became more contained and more tidy after his spotify deal yeah he did for sure because now like i don't feel like he's as as like ambitious as like in his ideas like i'll catch him a lot of times talking to a guest and then he just signals and says we're not going to get into that you know yeah you noticed that scared yeah oh shit i didn't see that i mean it could be because you know he doesn't want to upset the guys at spotify right because of his big deal Mm -hmm. so like a hundred million plus dollars like that's a lot of money so like that's enough to buy your your obedience and your freedom apparently even for joe rogan yeah, I've seen him, like, I guess, like, I've never seen him, like, give any signals to his guests like that, like you said, like, to, like, oh, let's not go there. Yeah, just, like, subtly, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. But I've seen him definitely, like, slow down certain topics he used to bring up um, yeah. or, like, um, go against, like, he doesn't anymore. He's more, like. Yeah, chilled out because, like, mm-hmm. he has no more reason to be, because I feel like what made him super palatable and just super uh, famous and, and resonate with so many people, including myself, was just that he wasn't scared. Mm-hmm. Just anything you would think of, he's like. Oh, like, I don't think the earth is flat. And then and then he would have like a person who believed that. And then he would have open dialogue, open discussions, confront people on like their beliefs and like and then also openly change his own and evolve as a podcaster, as a human being on camera. And so like he teaches people that like, oh, like you shouldn't be married to an idea. And Mm -hmm. that's his whole thing. But then once he got the Spotify money, I was like, ah, like I could tell that this guy is being like a square now. Like he's like being very tidy, very careful around the edges and then Jordan Peterson, he's um, apparently going to get his um, license revoked. Did you see that? Yeah, by Canada because the institution is saying that he's he's using his um, his degree to kind of like mislead people and like mislead the youth essentially. They told him unless he he, he like redoes he, everything. Yeah, right? retrains um, how to responsibly handle uh, social media. Yeah, that um, so he has to like go through this course and then they have to reevaluate him afterwards like okay like you're good to go or nope you're not good to go you're gonna have to retake it or we're gonna take your license away scary he, so he said no to that right what did he what did he say yeah so he's just yeah, like take my said, license i don't give a fuck yeah, to the hell with that lobsters or whatever he says you know <laughs> the lobsters trying to come after me ridiculous but i will not let them whatever yeah he's he's one of the like main self-help people that really helped me out of like a deep hole because like his him i feel like i could stand behind because i don't feel like he has any like people in his basement or such a great man bro honestly like i don't know the guy but just like for like from what i've seen on his books like yeah he's genuine as fuck i I listen to his audiobooks and just the messages that he puts out there is like so important like he brings up things like you never even thought about and then once you like you hear it it's like holy fuck this is like real and going full circle back to the whole like bible talk have you ever seen his like bible Mm -hmm cases mm-hmm. like where where he dissects like elements of the bible it's one of the most mind-blowing things i've ever heard like at the height of covid i i like went down like this super deep rabbit hole on just consuming all that and it's like super small things that he just expands and just and just says like so what if the snake of garden of eden was actually this and this and, th- and then you're like what the fuck dude this guy just blew my mind and he makes it practical mm-hmm. you know like he like breaks everything down to like this like human nature level which i love because everything to me is just human nature it's basically like, comes everything comes down to that yeah it's just basic human nature it's just like how you react to stuff and how and like what you believe in but um yeah i feel like we we talked a lot on this episode already 
as is. Um, I think that we will do a follow-up episode too. Um, I will also like, I, I think that it's important to like gather topic recommendations. Like if we're going to do like a follow-up episode, so like people who consume this episode and they enjoyed our conversation and like our dynamic, then, then I'll announce it next time and then ask people if they have any input or any mm -hmm. questions basing off of Definitely. this episode, like basing off of this episode. So I used to do that for the first episode with a guest, but then I found that it doesn't make sense because it's just like, a, like a lot of the episode is just us like getting to know each other and just talking. But then for the next episodes, like we'll like do that and then like get like topic recommendations, um, questions that people may have for you basing off of what you just said, you know? And I think that that would be, you know, like the best way to do it. Do you have anything else that you want to like plug in maybe? Um, like not really. You guys can follow me on TikTok, um, Twitter, Instagram, Gabe Foya, G-A-B-E, number four, Y-A. Yep. Um, I made a YouTube channel too. Um, I put, um, basically compiled all like the prank videos that I did on uh, the Uber pranks. Which all I into highly one, recommend watching. Uh, I put them all into into one video on YouTube. Um, so that's G-A-B-E, four, number four, Y-A-Y-T. Yeah, and all this information is going to be in the description. So if you're listening to this on a podcast um, app or platform, you can find this in the description of the episode. If you're listening to, the, if you're watching this on YouTube, it's in the description right below the video. Um, and I always end every episode with every guest. I don't know if you know this, but at the end of every episode, um, I ask the guest to imagine that for a brief second, the whole world right now, no pressure, but the whole world <laughs> right now, stopped what they're doing. They're all handed this like earpiece where it's going to translate perfectly into their language and into their culture. They're going to understand perfectly what you're about to say. But you have this opportunity now st staring into that camera to to say a message. It could be a word. It could be a question. It could be anything you want to say right now. If you had the chance to speak to all of humanity, like what would you tell them? Mm, off the cuff like this, bro. I don't know. Just I, like in, like instinctively like don't like overthink it just like if you had it right now like it's just happening like that's it i think based on what we were talking about that's the first thing that came to my mind so i guess i would just restate like stop rushing to judge people um especially like these people that we don't even know online like this whole cancel culture culture to me like that's one of the most scariest things like we need to let people speak and voice their opinions you don't have to agree with them but you need to let them speak um, so I guess I would just say stop like canceling people, yeah. let people speak. Um, yeah, that's it. Just open dialogue, open discourse. It's the most important thing we could have is discussions, right? Yeah. And just balance, you know, just like have balance and be open-minded to everybody. And, but at the same time, don't let those people dictate who you are and what you do in this yeah. world. With that being said, guys, uh, thank you again for listening. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for way. having me, bro. Thanks for being a part of this. Uh, hopefully, we'll look back at this when it's episode 300 and something, and we'll be like, oh, shit, like, that was episode 33. Back then, we were still very young. Uh, I'm going to be like, this is so cringe, this episode. Like, this <laughs> but is my not. first time, like, speaking, like, on a mic and stuff. You did like, great, by the way. I'm, like, really nervous. I feel like I was just getting warmed <laughs> up, and then, like, <clears throat> but I'm looking forward to coming back and then, like, actually have, like, better conversation no, no, no. better than we did today you did great promise like i i promise you that because a lot of people too like listening and watching it's very easy for people who haven't done it before saying like oh like this person did this and like they should do this but once you're in the hot seat mm -hmm. and you have everything mic'd up and you're listening to your voice it's completely different 
And Thinking like 10 things at once while yeah. you're talking. And then and then trying to communicate all that. Yeah. yeah. So it's not as easy as you think, folks. Exactly. And then also take into account the fact that I kind of do this for a living now. So like it's just practice too. Like even at the beginning in some episodes, just like I told you, there are episodes where I cringe. Like I edit every episode. So I listen and see myself like back and like listen to myself. And I cringe every time, no matter how well people think I spoke or whatever. It's just always cringy. So yeah. like that's the ego again. Yeah, want to congratulate you by the way, bro. Like I feel like you're made for this. For like even your voice and everything, it just sounds so smooth on the mic. It's a radio voice. And um, <laughs> okay. you 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 hustling out here and Appreciate you're doing it. real good, bro. You're doing important stuff. I can't accept compliments for shit, and I've said that before. But thank you so much because I feel like that's also like a, a personal bag like baggage. You know, like growing up, I never got the acceptance of my dad and stuff, and I don't want to get too deep, but. Thank you. Anyways. I appreciate it. Anyways, thank you so much for that compliment. <laughs> you know, like, just like basically saying like, oh, and also I didn't have a dad. So that's how we're going to close out this episode with a very depressing comment uh, paired with a very great compliment, which I appreciate. And I hope you can continue doing everything you're doing and just don't give up and just keep pushing forward because it's bound to work because it's you, you know, like, it, like that's you doing your thing and it's and it shows. Yes, sir. All right. So see you guys next time. Thanks again, guys. Uh, don't forget that it's never wrong to be mentally gone. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace out.